Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Tell Me Something Good. I am uh, Josh Wolf. Uh, psyched to see you on another Wednesday afternoon, wherever you are. And uh, if you're not watching live, um, psyched that you're uh, listening somewhere in the world. Uh, I hope you guys felt something good today somewhere. What's going on, Katrina? Um, those of you listening, I say this every week. If you hear me talking to people and nobody responding, I'm talking to the people in the stream. If you want to check out the stream, it's every Wednesday at three o'clock central time on my Facebook fan page. And that is facebook.com forward slash Joshua comedy. Andreas, Alyssa, Ray, Ray, Andrea and Violet and Eric and Eric and Chris. Let's go. Timothy, you took shrooms last night. That means you're feeling pretty good today. Christopher. Hey man. Uh, the Hey man shirts are all designed. I can't wait for, to get those out. What's going on, Jen and Kat. Uh, and Lynetta and Christopher and Gabe. And so today, um, here's what the plan was for today. The plan was for today was to have Ian Edwards on. Um, Ian is what's going on, Tyler. Ian is hey Krista. Um, we had to push it until Friday. So lucky you guys, you're getting three. Tell me something good this week. You actually get four, I think, because you get Michael Yo on Sunday. I think I dropped uh, a solo one on Monday. Uh, we got this one on Wednesday, and we're gonna do another one on Friday. And so, bam, bing, boom, let's fucking go. Uh, but instead of Ian today, uh, we'll do a lot of questions from you guys. Um, but we'll also, there's a bunch of stuff I want to get into. First, let me just say, of course, liquid death. Uh, I got the seltzer to sparkling water today. Who knew? Uh, oh, it is a banger of a week for sure. Okay, but um, the other thing I just want to get through is, obviously, I'm in Philadelphia um, next week, um, and then South Carolina and North Carolina the week after that, comedianjoshwolf.com for all your tour dates. Also, Josh Wolf merch, if you're interested in getting a High Live hat or any of the various t-shirts and whatever the fucks we got over there, super high quality, super dope shirts. Um, and that's it, man. You know, I will tell you, you thought about taking a shower. I will tell you this right now. Uh, mm. if you're high, if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't, um, ever taken a shower when you were high, it's, it's amazing. It's, um, it's amazing. Taking a shower when you're super high is like, and the, the place we moved into has one of those waterfall showers. Yeah. It's so damn good. The seltzer's good. The flat water's good. You know what it tastes like, guys? It tastes like water. Um, You know, water tastes like water, which means it tastes wet. That's what I think water tastes wet. So you know what I'm talking about. It tastes wet. Uh, it doesn't feel wet. It also feels wet. Water feels wet. It also tastes wet. Um, yeah, it doesn't really get you extra high. Well, I really like it. So definitely get in that. Trust me, man. It Trust your buddy, Josh. This is the way to go. Now, a couple of things I'm going to want to talk about tonight, uh, today. Uh, I, by the way, uh, sent out a bunch of baby hands today. Amber, I sent out your grinder. Um, a couple of you sent in addresses without zip codes. You are fucked. Uh, I am not chasing you down to send out your free shit. So <laughs> there you go. Um, 
But uh, the thing we're going to go over today, uh, I know some people had expressed that they were interested in hearing kind of the different stages of my stand-up and where I was and what I was doing and all that shit, um, which I will do. I'm going to start out by myself talking about it, and I'll bring people on who uh, were with me during those different stages. Um, that water company needs you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Liquid dip. Uh, and um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, we are uh, definitely going to talk about the shrimp in the cinnamon toast crunch. Um, let's start with that. So this dude found some cinnamon, some shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. Now, this is what I will say. First of all, he's examining his cinnamon toast crunch more than I am. I when I eat cinnamon toast crunch, I'm high, and I'm for sure in front of a television. So whatever comes out of that box, I'm eating with a bowl directly under my mouth. I'm looking up at the TV. So I'm just shoveling whatever's in the bowl into my mouth hole. Do you know what I mean? You guys read about that, right? They found some shrimp tails in the cinnamon toast crunch. Can I tell you the grossest thing? The gross. This is easily the grossest thing that has ever happened in front of my face at a restaurant. Ready for this? We were at my brother in, no, my sister-in-law's wedding rehearsal. And I won't say where it was because she never threw him under the bus. So I'm not gonna, but we're at my sister-in-law's rehearsal dinner and I'm sitting there with Beth and Jacob and Kate and, uh, um, guys, we, I haven't set out the link to uh, join the live. So don't worry about it yet. You haven't missed anything. So Joseph, it's worse than rat nest toast crunch. I Ray, Ray, are you all right? You good? I'm just reading the chat. Did I miss something? I hope you're doing all right. Um, what's up, Indiana? So we're at the rehearsal dinner. And... Um, we're all sitting there, me and Beth and Jacob and my daughter, Caitlin, and maybe a couple of the people, but that was basically the people who were there at the table talking and my brother-in-law, Jace. And so we're eating some calamari as, you know, civilized people will every now and then. And Jace is chewing this calamari and he's like chewing it and chewing it and he's still chewing this piece. Now look, calamari by nature is probably a little chewier than other foods, but not this chewy chewing it chewing it true story my dude pulled out he was like huh and he you know he pulled out band-aid <sighs> somebody had dropped a band-aid into the fryer and breaded it somehow and jace put it in his mouth now i will tell you as far as gross things to put in your mouth, a random Band-Aid is like uh, the condom, but probably as bad, I would think. Uh, Band-Aid, bad. Toenail, bad. Those are all three like some sort of gauze, bad. 
all bad. But this, he was just chewing it. I was like, when he pulled that, when he, <laughs> when he pulled that bandaid out of his mouth, I was, it was like everybody at the same time kind of pushed back from the table. Like, Oh, it was, it was like the reaction you get when you see people on world star, you know, it was fucking grody, but my sister-in-law didn't want to call attention to it. You know, she had guests and shit like that, you know, and, you know, didn't want to fucking have everybody run out of the restaurant throwing up in their fucking bags, which would have happened. So we just powered through it. We didn't say anything. Well, we told her, or we told her, and she was like, just, I'll tell him later. And, you know, poor Jace, dude. I was like, listen, man, you should drink every bit of alcohol in here to try to kill whatever germ that was. You know, nobody dumped a non-used Band-Aid. Like, it for sure fell off somebody's finger uh i disagree a hundred percent disagree i've i've drank dip spit and i've drank cigarette butts and they taste bad but neither is as gross as putting somebody's fucking used band-aid in your mouth <laughs> that is do you know what i mean cigarette butt for sure gross I'm sure it tasted gross, and I bet you it tasted worse than the Band-Aid. It's not grosser. It just isn't. That's one person's mouth. Random person's mouth. And if you've made out with somebody at a bar or at a one-night stand, you've done that. But a Band-Aid off someone's finger? Fuck you. That is... Liquid death. That's what that is. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. Anyways, the cinnamon toast crunch. Here's the deal. Like, this dude is not a stoner. He's just a guy who, like, a grown up who eats cinnamon toast crunch. And that, because stoners, I've never looked at anything. When I'm pouring, when I'm pouring cereal and I'm high, I'm looking at something. I don't, not that. You know what I mean? Not that pour milk and I eat, I just shovel it into my mouth hole. I would have just chewed those high. I'd have just chewed those shrimps. I'd have just chewed those shrimps, chewed them up. I'd have been like this cinnamon sauce crunch is crunchy because I guarantee you those shrimps were still coated in, in cinnamon sugar, which is still delicious. You know what I mean? Now, the one thing about just having the shrimp's tail means somebody ate that shit and was like, there you go. And threw it in there, which is, what do you mean you peed a little in a box? How did that happen? You peed in a litter box once, huh? You know, I worked on a show once where, um, yeah, maybe, maybe the texture difference. Um, I worked on a show once where, oh, okay. So there were two different, can you see him on the couch out there? Can you see him going crazy? If you guys aren't watching, look at this dude. He knows he's not supposed to be on that couch too. Watch this. <laughs> what? Your grandmother tried to feed you ants? Why? Why, why, why? Okay. So, 
here we go. So here's the deal with the, what was I talking about? I was telling a good story before he went up there. It was, it, it was about the cinnamon toast crunch it was in between the band aid. You were talking about, Oh yeah. I worked on a show once. Okay. So I worked on a show once. Thanks Bo. I worked on a show once where, because I was like, I don't think I could pee in a diaper. I don't think I could. I don't, because I think my brain has been like, hey, you're not supposed to pee your pants. Now, I think once I figured out how to do it, I don't think I'd be able to stop. But I worked on a show once where we were like, I was like, I don't think I could. I tried to pee in a diaper. I put a diaper on and tried to pee in it. Didn't work. But you know what else we did on this show? There was a woman who we ate lunch every day. And by the way, guys, a writer's room on a TV show is... Did you see your comment about what the food administration allows? I did not. Um, a, write, a writer's room on a TV show is not a place for somebody who is, it's not for the faint of heart. You are going to hear the worst, the worst, most inappropriate, most politically incorrect, the darkest jokes. You're, I know people are like, I like dark humor. You've never been in a writer's room before. That is so what's up buddy you want to come up here come here you want to you want to show everyone your face come on he's needy today do i pee in the ocean i do so um so there was a woman who was like she sat and she said i watched you guys eat i watch all you all eat lunch every day i know i could tell what your your poop looks like and we were like, what? She was like, yeah, you know, if we, if, if you guys took pictures of your poop after lunch, I bet you I could tell you. Um, oh, I saw that too, that the food administration allows a certain amount of bug in some foods. Yep. Um, I don't think they allow Band-Aid though. Um, you got it, Ryan. So I was like, the, and this was a woman. She was like, uh, I could tell what all your poop looks like. And we were like, what? And she was like, yeah, I can tell by what you guys eat. So none of us really believed that was a real thing, you know? So she brought in a pol Polaroid to work the next day. And she was like, anybody who wants to get in on this, um, I'm going to, there we go. Now I can see your comments. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture of the poop and um, uh, I'm going to take a picture of the poop and you guys take a picture of the poop and bring it to me and I will assign the picture of the poop to the person. Right. So she was going to look at the poop and put it down in front of whoever she thought it was. And there was about, I mean, there were probably 12 of us at the table, but I don't think all of us did it. Like, I don't think any of the women, female writers did it because they're civilized humans. But all the dudes were like, I'll take a picture of my poop for sure. If you want to see it, I will show it to you. Okay, great question. This is a great question. Okay, so Indiana, what are you doing, man? What's your deal, dude? Um, so we took, and this, so there was probably a bit eight, maybe 10 of us who did it. And um she so 
right off the bat, we took the pictures, right? And we shuffled them up and we handed them to her. And so we're sitting down and she looks through all the pictures and she takes the first one and just slaps it real hard down right in front of the first dude and goes, this is your shit. And he looked at it and he was like, that is mine. And we were all like, oh no, is this like a hidden talent? Did we, because she said, if I get, we had bet something like 75%. If she got 75%, we were going to, I forget what the money was. And she was not, she wasn't going to lose any money. Like we weren't going to penalize her. But the bet was if she got 75%, she got a certain amount of money. She slammed that down and we were like, oh no. Like is she, is this her thing? Is this something that she does? And she went like, oh, for the next four. We were like, got it, got it. But she said she knew this dude. She knew. She was like, this dude, I know for sure. And just fucking gack. It was ridiculous and silly and funny. But the, a writer's room, I don't know how they do it now. I honestly, in today's day and age, I don't know how they do it. I've never been in a writer's room. I don't know how they do it. I, I just don't. I, I've never been in a writer's room where you didn't hear at least the sh <laughs> uh, Sandra. Oh my God, that's horrible. My mom is actually in the hospital. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, send her my best. Binge watch your videos. You have to help keep your spirits up. Sometimes gross. That's funny and sometimes gross, Sandra. That's what I'm going for. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, we uh, a writers room man. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I, we. I don't think we could have done. What are you doing, dude? Come up here. I wish you could just see. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if you can see him. Oh, buddy, what are you doing? What's up? I you know. Um. There is no. What's going on, Bo? Yeah, man, Riley. Thanks for watching. So in a writer's room, guys, I don't think you could do Chelsea lately now. I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking some of the jokes she told and especially some of the things she said about some of the people on the panel. There was no filter. There was, yo, some of the things that we said some of the Asian jokes that came out on that show. Good Lord. There was a set. Like there's no. I, I. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And that wasn't that long ago. And she, we were doing it every night. Every night. It, it, and the things that we were saying to Chewy. I can't even believe it that that hasn't been, that hasn't resurfaced. You know, one of the reasons it hasn't resurfaced is because he took all those shows down. Like, I don't think you can find a trace of that. I don't think you can find a trace of it anywhere online, but it, the writer's room was something special, but dark guys, dark, dark, the darkest writing room, right? Like as far as humor goes that I ever worked in was a room called, was a show called all of us. It was Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, their show. And uh, the room was run by, you know, the executive producer was a woman named Betsy Borns, but the room was run by this dude named Art Harris. And Art is just, I think he's, he's running his own show right now, but Art is low key. One of the funniest human beings I ever met in my life. 
and his humor was so dark. Like I fucking love art. Uh, I tried to hire him for my show. The, unfortunately, CMT only gave me, uh, you know, Toby, I don't know what you're talking about. Never called me out. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but the, a surefire way for me to never call you out is for you to ask me to call you out. Uh, all right. So everybody let's open up the, um, down below for anybody who wants to come in. Listen, if you're coming in today, uh, come in maybe with a question. Um, this is, this tell me something good. Solo is for a lot of it is for you guys. So if you got any questions for me and you're not, and you don't get down below in the chat, you can ask him on the chat. Uh, yeah, some of their stuff pushes it on two and a half men for sure. But Chuck Lorre, who is the dude who, you know, the two and a half men guy and the Big Bang Theory and a ton of stuff. Big Bang Theory jokes are the same as two and a half men jokes. It's just dick jokes told by nerds. That's all it is. It's dick jokes told by nerds. So one is dick jokes told by Charlie Sheen and John Cryer. And the other is dick jokes told by nerds, but, but Chuck Lorre, though, you know, he's got a pretty tried and true. I mean, look at, I think he does mom too with Anna Ferris, and, and that's a lot of dick jokes, just women, dick jokes. So he, you know, he, he knows what works. I'm not sure why other people haven't capitalized on the dick joke phenomena. It seems to, but, uh, anyways, did I, what's your favorite joke you've told? Okay. Here we go. The favorite joke I've to, I've been told. Ooh, great question. My favorite joke I've ever joke I've ever been told is this. So, and I haven't told in a long time. So let me see if I. And I'm not good at telling street jokes. These are all facts about me. Okay, here we go. I do see comments from people in Streamyard, Amber. Um, okay, so. Here it is. So this dude is in his new neighbor. He's in his house. And somebody comes, knocks on the door. And he opens the door and it's his neighbor from next door. And he goes, hey, man. He's like, hey. Well, he didn't say, hey, man. But, you know. He goes, hey. And he goes, hey. And he said, um, hey, I'm having a party next door. You want to come by? I'm, coming, I'm having it tonight. The guy was like, sure. He goes, cool. He said, I just want you to know. My parties get a little crazy. And he was like, all right. And he said, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of drinking, a lot of fighting and a lot of fucking. And the new guy goes, what? whoa, that's crazy. He goes, Who, who's coming to this party? He goes, just me and you. So there you go. That's far and away my favorite street joke because he basically invited the dude over to tell him that I was, we're going to drink and I'm going to try to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite street joke is this what's the difference between michael jackson and neil armstrong neil armstrong walked on the moon and michael jackson fucked little boys that's the difference so there you go everybody those are your two street jokes for today uh for those of you who are like uh, don't say that about michael jackson you can click off the stream right now <laughs> <laughs> you can go i mean if you're still out there defending that dude see you later see you fucking later it is so crazy to me how 
Look, I'm not a dude. If there's like one accusation against somebody or, or something seems like fishy or whatever, you know, I, I, I won't pick a side. I'll go, okay, Ooh, let's hear this, man. Let's hear this out. One accusation is an accusation that doesn't make a person guilty. But a grown man who builds an amusement park at his house so kids will come over, then double locks his door so nobody can walk in when they're there at night and feeds them wine. If that was your neighbor, you'd be over there with a fucking pitchfork and a goddamn torch, and you would burn that motherfucker out of his house. But just because this dude can dance, he's not a pedophile, eat my dick. It is the... When people put blinders on because they, and here's another thing, like we know, Michael, you don't know that motherfucker. I'm going to tell you who you don't know. You don't know. I know you, I'm going to put myself in there too. Guys, there's things about all of us. Every celebrity who's like, he tells us his whole life. There's things about all of us, just like there's things about all of you that you don't tell anyone. And I'm sure if he was fucking little boys, that's one of the things that was on his list. That's one of the things that he probably wasn't like, hey, I just want to tell my house manager. You, you know what I mean? Nope. Hey, man, if you are a grown-ass man, don't, and that's the thing. If you're a grown-ass man and you have eight-year-olds sleeping in your bed at night, you'll never convince me that you weren't at least touching them or being touched. That's it, man. That's it. Why are they drinking wine? People, people are still on board for this dude. Make it makes me laugh. But by the way, it was just like honestly, the Woody Allen stuff. Even from a couple of years ago, it when I would the proof. This, there's no proof. How about just the proof that he married his fucking stepdaughter? How about that? How about proof that all of you think all of the kids came up with this story? All of them came up with the same fucking story. That's how you're justifying working on this dude's movies. Guys, I lost a lot of respect for a lot of people that I really, really, really liked. But for you to be able to say, well, you know, he hasn't, he's a genius. Fuck you. Yeah. He, I'm going to tell you right now, he is a genius, dude. His, his movies, he has some perfect films and I will never watch them again. Can you hear Indiana whining? What's up, dude? He's got his back to me. He's just looking downstairs. Go ahead, man. He hates being up here. Go ahead. You can go downstairs without me. But yeah, man. I, I... Now, by the way, this isn't an indictment on... I, I know it's, it's cool to bash Hollywood and people who live there now. This is not what I'm doing. And everybody who's bashing Hollywood and the fucking blog like that, that, yo, whatever industry you're in, you have those same fucking people except these people are in the spotlight and your people are accountants. Do you know what I mean? So nobody sees them. No, it's not out in public. Nobody wants to bust an accountant. Do you know what I mean? Nobody's making any money from, from blackmailing, you know, Simon and Schuster and Greenberg or whatever the three Jew names are, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm just saying guys, I'm just saying, I know it's popular to bash. There are scumbags everywhere. And when people are like, you live in all those fake fucks. I'm going to tell you something right now. Wherever you live, you also have fake fucks. I can't hang around those assholes. I'm going to tell you right now. Wherever you live, you also have assholes. 
it's up to you whether you hang out with them or not. So if you move to Los Angeles, the only way you're going to hang out with assholes is if you want to hang out with assholes, which probably makes you an asshole. I lived there for 20 years. If I met an asshole, guess what? I didn't fucking hang out with that person. It's your fucking problem, man. You pick your friends. You pick the people you hang out with. And if you hang out with assholes, there's a good chance you're an asshole. That's it. That's it. You know, this is a new Jeff Foxworthy. You might be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, guys. It's it's so in just this fucking group of people and this fucking group of people. And you know what? Everything you're saying about whatever group of people you can say about the same fucking group you're in. That's it. That's it. It's so bananas, man. Um, Oregon ain't so bad. Listen, dude. Darren, there are a lot of good people in Oregon. There are also a lot of pretentious fucks in that city. Listen, dude. In Portland, Portland is filled full of bicycle riders who I think should all ride into the ocean. They doing 15 miles an hour in the middle of fucking street. And then when you honk, they're like, fuck you, make room for bikers, make room for cars, dude. You're on the damn street. I love it. When a biker's like, you should look out for bikers. I'm like, I mean, I, I guess, but you're on a bike. You should probably pay more attention looking out for cars <laughs> because I know my car is going to be okay. You, but you probably are not going to survive this little, uh, encounter so maybe you should fucking head on a swivel there and stop calling yourself a biker you ride a bicycle dude a biker has a leather vest not a bell ring ring you know what i mean take it easy with i'm a biker you're a you ride a bicycle dude a bicycle you shave your legs because you chafe do you know what i mean you ride a bicycle so watch over bikers i do those dudes look tough you look like a guy that he, maybe even I could beat the shit out of. So let's fucking roll back a little bit on that. What are you still whining for, man? I don't get it. What are you still whining for? It, you're about to see him. You see him out there, right there? This dude. Reed, I see your puppy, man. Yeah. Cute, dude. This is it. And they don't fully stop at red lights. The, it's so fucking dude, Darren, but you know, I'm right. Central Oregon. I agree with you, man. By the way, you guys get some good fucking weed. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, all right, everybody. So I did want to start off, um, just kind of what's up, dude. I can't quite figure you out today. I know, buddy. Super needy today. Okay, big fella. Come on, let me. Hey, buddy, I got to talk to my friends now. Yeah, I got to talk to my friends. Um. Oh, Reed, I'm going to put that on the screen, okay? Look at that cutie. Uh, look at that dude. He's so cute, man. He's got He's that, that big wet nose going. Oh, yeah. He's. <laughs> Just relax and enjoying your show. I love what's your dog's name again, man? Melton. Well, that is a cute, cute dog, dude. That's amazing. Thank you for putting him on the screen like that, brother. Sure. Right. For sure. Um, Kat, the it's it's full down below. Um 
So here's what I get. Um, I guess we'll start with you guys and then we'll end the show on, um, on, uh, just, I know people have been, were interested about starting basically from the beginning of my comedy and kind of talking through the, the periods of time when I've been doing it. And I'll have people on like Joe Diaz and some other people from Seattle. And, um, uh, I will have, um, you know, people from when I started in, uh, California and all that stuff. Yeah. That's my pity. Uh, oh, this is my fur coat. Yeah. My pit bulls down here. I mean, he's like a pit, pit American bulldog and cat. There's one slot open if you want it. Um, all right. So let's talk to you guys first. Um, I'm going to answer. I did. I saw, uh, so if you guys got any more questions for me before I jump into the comedy stuff, um, all right, dude, you're just going to sit right there. And uh, next show in Phoenix, I don't know. Um, but if you have any questions down below, raise your hand. I can see you, Patrick. What's up, my man? Hey, Josh. Um, what did you do um, for like your very first set, the very first time you ever went on stage? Do you remember? I do, dude. I actually what did, do. What did, what did you talk about? Like, how old were you back then? All right. That's a great question. Now, let me ask you, are you thinking about doing it? I would like to do something eventually when shit gets back to normal in Denver. I just get I just get nervous about going on stage. Like maybe I should have like a friend or two come with me to like the comedy store and go like on open mic night or whatever. But like I also think about like I also think about like um what the fuck would I talk about sometimes too? Because it's like people yeah. tell me pip pip like people tell me I have like a good sense of humor and stuff, but I honestly don't know what would be like interesting to hear about. Like I think about like um, like the thing I think about is like, what, like maybe I could tell a story from like when I was in basic training, when I was in the air force, like where I got so tired, like you're lit, I'm lit, I'm, we're marching in formation and I, and I'm, and I'm literally nodding off for like five seconds at a time. Hut, two, three, four. Patrick. Holy, holy shit. I'm awake. What? Okay. Uh, Patrick. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, let me, I'm going to answer your question and then I'm going to bring you back up. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. Okay. okay. Um, so I do remember my first, uh, my very first time I hopped on stage, I was 15 years old. Um, I remember seeing comedy on TV and thinking, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. And I told my dad, I said, I'd like to, I'd like to try an open mic. And he said, I think that would be a really good idea for you. Um, I, and I had done musical theater and I, I was a guy in high school where I was doing theater, but I was also playing on sports teams. And um, I did a lot of a little bit of everything, you know? But this, I knew I was interested, you know? And so I went and I signed up and I asked the guy, what should I talk about? And he said, talk about what you know. And at the time, all I knew were my parents and that they did funny stuff. And so I, <laughs> the thing that I knew the most about my parents, Patrick, was that they farted a lot. And so I opened Okay. I walked up to the stage and my very first joke I've, I ever told. All right, buddy. Can you just get my very first If I could show you what he's, you can't squeeze in there, bro. What are you doing with your giant head? Um, that sounded dirty for people who are listening. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I walked on stage and my parents were sitting in the front row. And I said, hey, everybody. And I was wearing, um, just if you want to know what I was wearing, I would not wear this. 
I was wearing um, like white, chunky, po- uh, not Puma, Pony. If anybody remember Pony sneakers, I was wearing ponies. And um, I had some terrible 80s acid wash jeans tucked into those chunky shoes that weren't tied. I had a belt cinching it up tight. I had, oh, wait, I haven't told you about the best part yet. I was wearing a white mesh shirt. Not like open mesh, but like football mesh, but just white. Three quarters. I was wearing a thick, not like a rope, but like a thick silver chain like you would have found on King Tut. You know, one of those thick ass. A mullet and a hat. So I had not seen a lot of vagina yet. Uh, I think that's safe to say. <laughs> I think that I wasn't exactly, people were like, look at that dude. He's definitely getting a lot of chicks. So um, I, uh, thanks Dakota. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. So I hop on stage. And the very first thing I ever said on stage was, everybody, I'm Josh. I'm 15 years old. And my mom's here. So this will be the first fucking time I'll be able to fucking swear in front of my cocksucking mom. And that was my first joke. Uh, And it killed. It, I mean, it killed for everybody except for my mom. Even my dad left. And then I started doing jokes about how much they farted. And I closed on a story where we were driving down the Mass Pike once and we were sitting in the back of the station wagon facing out backwards. Did anybody on here ever have a car, a station wagon? You'd have to be a certain age to sit in the way back of a station wagon. Jeremy, you did. And Reed, you did. And Ray Ray and Laura. Yeah, you got to be a certain age to remember that big ass station wagon that they put you in the seat in the back the seat came up and you faced out the back and when you they rolled down the window all the exhaust came right in your fucking face <laughs> yeah <laughs> you remember that that fucking death trap because there were no seat belts back there you were just sucking exhaust and flying out the window if you hit a bad <laughs> do you know when i was growing listen and i know some of you will understand this when i was growing up my friend's dad had a pickup truck and to be safe his rule was no standing up in the back of the pickup truck on the freeway but besides that that was his only rule if we're in the freeway no standing up back there gonna be safe but if we're driving through town doing 40 yeah you can stand up like it was it, the safe i see some of you around that certain age where i get i get it like we're safety it's not that our parents didn't care like i don't want to assign them that they didn't care but our safety might not have been their first thought. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's so crazy to think that they didn't, they didn't like, because I'm not saying our, our parents loved us, but it wasn't like you weren't parent shamed as much or at all. So it was like, do you know what I mean? So, you could be, here's the thing. The difference is now, and this is what I would say, and I say this on stage now, is the only difference is now just people don't, they're not bad parents in public. They just do it in private now. In public, everyone's a good parent. 
in private, that's where shit goes down. You know what I mean? But in public, everyone's like, hey, wash that fruit before you eat it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I closed with the story. We're, and this was just a true story. I was, my dad used to tie us to the back of his truck. Hilarious. So, yeah, you remember Jose. So, so, um, I said, uh, I said, you know, we were dri driving down the Mass Pike once, and my mom was farting so bad. It was like, it's like a knife fight. Just all those little, you know, and it was just like, it was, she must have been heavy protein or something. I don't know what was happening, but it was, it was like, windows heads out the window didn't matter like my dad just pulled over on the side of the freeway and he goes hey and she goes yeah and he goes you got to get out and she goes what he goes yeah I, you just you're the inside of the car is just terrible and she said uh what do you want me to do he goes i don't know walk it off because you know if you walk it kind of floats out from underneath you know but it was just stuck it was just a it was a brutal, but that's, that was the first thing I ever talked about. Now, Patrick, what was your next question? I'm sorry. Oh man. He told you to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. He told her to get out of the car. What was your next story? Tell me your next, oh, your, your next question. Okay. So I was, I was hoping like I was, I thought about opening with like, like, Hey, is anybody here? Anybody else ever been in the military before, you know, or something like that. And be like, okay, Patrick, I'm going to stop you right here. I'm going to stop right Go here. Ahead. Here's what I don't do. Okay. Don't involve the crowd. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will never give anyone notes on their act because your act is personal to you. Right. Here's what I would tell you. Okay. Okay. The most important thing for me anyways, is that you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So my suggestion for your first time and definitely have people there who are going to laugh your friends, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because who know that you're there and it's your first time and that right? Yeah. Tell good idea a story that you don't have to memorize. Okay. Your first time, you're already gonna be nervous. Mm. So if you're trying to remember a lot of new stuff, yeah, it's gonna fly out of your head. I yeah. saw it happen the other night at Zany's. This dude, he had never done it before. <clears throat> it's like it was so overwhelming. Experience. He just so and because he. So pick something that you know you can tell, whatever that story is, and a story that you're going to have fun telling. Yeah, yeah. And I would stick with that, dude. Okay. And stick with that and, and bring people there that you know like you and love you and are going to be supportive. Pick a story that you think is entertaining, tells a little bit something about you, and then just tell it. This I did this. I made this small change in my standup about five years ago. And I would tell you that it changed everything for me. I my material didn't change, but I started talking to the crowd like I would talk to my friends. Mm -hmm. And it was really just a small, subtle change in my delivery. Um, it was less presentational and yeah. more conversational. Right. And what I found is for me, it made the show more engaging for the people because yeah. they weren't being talked at. They were being, talked you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was a conversation. Yeah. So if you can find a story 
that you're comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that you don't have to memorize. Mm -hmm. And a story you've told your friends is a good start for you. After that, Patrick, don't think too much about it, man. Like you, when you, who, who are some of your favorite comics? Um, well, you, Bill Burr, um, let Joey, me, let Joey me Burr, Diaz, perfect. Joe Rogan. Let me Burr is a great example. Okay? okay. I think Burr is responsible for so many people starting stand up, and yeah. I'm going to tell you why because he makes it look so fucking easy. Yeah, he does. He makes he's leaning on a he's leaning on a microphone stand and he's not putting anything into it and he's literally talking to you. <clears throat> that Philly rant was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my all entire time. life. All time. Yeah. But here's what I would tell you, he man. All the top of off the top of his head. Just yes. Just but, just because he was pissed off. Like people I, people tell me that I have an anger problem. So like so sometimes I think I should do kind of shit kind of like Bill or like Lewis Black. You know, but I'm Patrick, trying to think of like what the material should be, you know. I'm going to leave you right here with this. And, and by the way, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate this question. Hey, and thank you, check in with me after you do it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. By yeah. The way. Here's what I would say to you. Don't try to be Bill Burr. Don't try to be Lewis Black. Don't try to be angry. Do. Don't try to be someone else besides Patrick. It's something that I wish somebody had said to me earlier on. But you're going to get to where you are by being Patrick, not by being Bill Burr. Somebody already does that and does it pretty fucking well, right? Now, if you have a little anger, it'll come out the way it comes out in you. But just get on stage and tell that story for the first time. And you'll see what it's like. Dude, it's going to be such a whirlwind, okay? So that's what I would say. This is really important for me, Darren. This is such a such a, for me was such a small change for me. But if you've seen me, some of you didn't see me eight years ago, seven years ago, where I had a lot more energy and it was so much more presentational. Like you were seeing a show, like I was doing a theater show. And uh, I think people still enjoyed it. However, I think I enjoy this way more. All right. Anybody else down below? Got a question. Raise your hand. All right. What's going on, Jen? Hey, Josh. Hey, I just got you? on TikTok. Good. How you doing? Good, thanks. But um, I saw your son and he's, Jacob, he's hilarious. Is he like, I mean, uh, out of all your kids, is he more like you? And does he want to do stand up? That's a good question. Okay. So out of all my kids, he is the most like me. And I, and I would only say that because he and I have spent the most time together. And that's only because my two oldest kids, uh, they were out of the house sooner, obviously. Um, they're not mine biologically, so they spent a bunch of their time growing up with my ex. And so Jacob picked up m- most of my mannerisms and all that stuff. My daughter is for sure the funniest of the three. My daughter is, is, is like so funny, so funny. It's really, and she's so quick and, you know, she's self-deprecating, but also really smart. Like I, I, my daughter is definitely the funniest. I don't think Jacob wants to get into stand up. Um, 
I think he he does want to be in the business. He works on David Spade's show right now, but he wants to be behind the camera. He likes producing and and coming up with ideas and all that stuff. Um, but he's definitely the most like me mannerism. Even his sense of humor is the most like mine. He and if you hear us talk, some people oh, yeah. think we sound exactly like. Oh yeah, for sure. He is now. I will say, and I would never tell him this. But he's definitely, he's not as funny as I am, but he's definitely more handsome. That dude is like, he's, he's well, like, he looks like Kylo Ren. Yeah, but a better yeah. looking Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, tell him, though. Well, he already knows. That's weird that. coming from me. I'm old. So that's just weird. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jen. Oh, thanks. And hey, I love the, the story you told about the dog picking up the rat when you were walking him in the snow that was fucking hilarious i laughed so hard that was not fun for me <laughs> i did not like that oh, but thank sorry, you so much no no no. you have to apologize i told the story because i bet <laughs> hilarious yeah <laughs> thanks jen um so uh my favorite comedian is a good question uh and corinna thank you so much for saying you like the new material um, he is handsome. What's going on, Sean? Um, okay. And thank you, Patricia. The first day with my wife. I like that. My favorite comic. This is an interesting question. Um, but I, it's so hard to say because just like favorite band or favorite movie, it, it so much depends on what I'm going through in my life, where I am, where I was, all that stuff. Um, barely, barely recouped from Monday night barely we're definitely gonna have to have a couple people on here to tell me what i was like on monday because holy shit okay so um but i think if i had to pick one who influenced me the most and influenced me not in my style at all i'm nothing like this dude but i would tell you he's the guy who i was like oh, i want to do this is sam kinison I, I, I just remember the first time I heard his material and I was like, what the fuck? Can we say that? And it was the first time I remember it wasn't dice, right? Dice was saying things to shock you. And and by the way, he was doing things. I'm not knocking dice. He was the first rock star comic, not Steve Martin, but, but this dude was selling up Madison square garden. People weren't doing that. He, he was a rock star. Dane Cook, like rock star, right? Um, and uh, so, but he was not Kinnison because to me, his comedy, I'm not saying that, look, look, man, genius, but not like genius, like nobody else is writing that, never. Kinnison's take on religion and all because he grew up in it, you know, he grew up, I think, and his family was traveling pastors. Right. So he had a real strong take on religion. So when he was telling religious jokes, it was like, ooh, this is coming from a place of a dude who grew up in this, who lived this, who isn't an outsider. Right. So religious people couldn't be like, you know, you're fucking with, you know what I mean? He was like, no, I grew up in the church. These are my views. And to me, those are always the best people to make those jokes because they come 
with a long, deep well of experience. And so, and the shit he was saying, man, the very first time he talked about that commercial, seeing those starving kids eating a sandwich in the desert. God damn. When he was like, hey, guess what? We have deserts in America. We just don't fucking live in them. Move to where the food is. Like, God damn. And then he was, he's the first one who ever told the joke about, and then, you know, the cameraman's eating a sandwich. Give the kid a set. Like, but he was screaming the whole thing. And then I went and watched him live. Oh, and guys, don't forget that I opened up for him. Have I told you that story? I have never told you the story about opening up for Kinnison. Okay. Okay. Um, Dave. Yes. Uh, I think Carlin, Carlin talking about the government was way ahead of his time. Like the things he said, like he's way ahead of his time as far as being like, yeah, he's way ahead of his time. Lewis Black, I think also, I don't know about Robin Williams, man. Um, it's interesting that you would say Robin Williams. I never thought of him like that, I guess. Um, huh. I'm going to have to think, honestly, Dave, you actually, uh, I never thought of him like that. And I'm going to go back and listen to some of his material because I never really thought of him as a guy who was making social commentary. Huh. Okay. I, I, I'm, it'll be also, yeah, I think Carlin, Carlin would be amazing right now. Okay. So here we go. And by the way, this is not a knock on Robin Williams. I mean, how are you gonna knock that fucking dude? There's no knock. Yeah. Heaven. I, I, Mitch Hedberg is a buddy of mine and, um, you know, um, I remember sitting in his apartment and watching his first Letterman set. I mean, like a true one of a kind, nobody since even close to him, nobody since I remember dude watching him do open mics in Seattle with his sunglasses on his hair and his face. Wow. What a fucking just genius that dude was. God damn. I I remember watching him and thinking, how like how does his brain work like that? If you if you if you ha haven't listened to Mitch Hedberg, like first of all, Mitch Hedberg would own Twitter. Twitter was made for that fucking guy. 140 characters or less. Good lord, he that would they should have they would have renamed Twitter Hedberg because that's what it was. Um, uh, okay. Um, an escalator can only become stairs, man. The, uh, I play my music loudly and my neighbor always bangs on my wall and I'm always like, Hey man, that's not my door. <laughs> Get out of here. That's not exactly how the joke goes, but he, he was killing it. He was killing it. All right, let me tell you. You want to hear the Kinnison story? Ty, is that you who has a question? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. What's up, brother? How did you and Freddie Prince Jr. meet, man? That's a good question. All right. I'll answer this, and then I'll get to the, the Kinnison. I used 
Ty, I used to do something called the high, high, the high walk. The high walk preceded the high live. I don't know if anybody was following me around the high walk times, but I, when I walked my old dog named Rocky in my old neighborhood, I used to get super high and I would just hop on Twitter and I would hashtag everything high walk, high walk. And I would just think of jokes on the walk, make random high, you know, just whatever's if I noticed something when I was high or I would take a picture of random furniture on the side of the road, you know? And, um, you remember the high walk? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, slam the tent flap, get the fuck out of here. So good. And Freddie commented once and I was like, I commented back and I said, Hey dude, you want to come over and do a podcast at my house? And he said, yeah. And he came over and I, I was doing a podcast called Fairly Normal at the time. And we talked for about two and a half hours. And he told me some stuff about his personal life that he said afterwards. He was like, I never talked about that before in my life. And um, I really left that podcast thinking, I feel like I've known this dude for like 20 years. Like, I really feel like, and we were walking up the driveway and I walked back in the house and I was like, like, am I going to seem so thirsty if I text him right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to feel like a teenage kid, but like, I like this dude. And at our age, it's not like I made a new friend today. Oh, I made a new friend. He's coming over and we're going to have friend stuff, you know? So when you get to a certain age, you're not like, I met a new friend today. We're going to do, have a play date. He's going to come over. So you get a little weird. This is exactly what just happened. Hi, buddy. Yeah. He loves my stupid. Yeah, hi. Oh, hi. Hi, buddy. I know. I know. I know. What are you doing? Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Hi. Hi. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 We're going to go outside. Okay. Okay. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Yeah. All right. All right, that was that right there. And so, okay, buddy, you're a good dude. And so, um, God, my face smells like his asshole now. Golly. Not Freddy's, the dogs, for those of you who are listening. You missed the dog attack. <laughs> if you're listening, you missed Indiana just licked my entire face like 37 times. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. We're going to get to that. What kind of dog? He is a... Um, half pit half american bulldog and so tyler um i texted him and i said hey i know this sounds i don't know what kind of time commitment you got but like i really genuinely enjoyed that on a friendship level would love to do a podcast with you and he said i'm 100 percent in he felt the same exact way it was like a really odd connection right off the bat and um so that's how it happened man and uh, it's the only yeah, I think that's the only kind of connection I've made like that over Twitter, but it was it was 100% worth it. Um, okay, let me get you the Sam Kinison story. And then I want some people to tell me about what the fuck happened on High Live, because I'm not sure I remember. How high was I, by the way, on High Live? <laughs> you were next, like, if there was an alien's asshole, you were higher than an alien's asshole. I mean, you... And it, it, Avery had no idea what was going on. 
He didn't, did he? Yeah, yeah, because you bring people on and you're just like whoop, and he was just. <laughs> so, and I tried to tell him, I go, look, man, the people on my stream know. We know. I'm high. I can't say great talking to you or I'll check. Like they know I'm going to check back in with him. I'm going to, sometimes I just click and he was like, what is that? What is happening? I'm like, dude, we've been doing this together for three years now. They get what the fucking deal is. Yeah. yeah no idea. He was super high though. I mean, I was super high though. He was, I was going to say not nearly as high as you were. I mean, you were, I mean, oh, that, that was the next level. Travis said Avery tried to leave by slowly sinking into his chair. He did. He did. He just saw him. He was like. <laughs> yeah, he was just sinking out of frame the whole way. I don't know what to do. But uh, no, you, I mean, you, <laughs> the last the last three highlights you've done, you've almost forgotten to give away your, your stuff. you gotten so high. I know. I know. Well, listen, this week is going to be even higher this might be the highest high this monday i'm going so this monday and thanks dude this monday i'm going to a dude named jelly roll i'm going to his house and we are we're gonna do the high live there and it is going to be more of a mushroom high live than a weed high live so usually i'll balance somewhere around between one and a half or two and a half grams of mushrooms with like 200 milligrams of edibles. And that usually gets me pretty high plus the joint, you know? Um, but this past week, that one and a half grams sent me into a different fucking stratosphere. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, we're going to do it, dude. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one, dude. And by the way, if you like jelly, I can't show it to you. I can't even tell you what it is, but just know we're giving something away. On Monday nights high live. If you like jelly, you're gonna you're gonna wanna tune in. You're gonna wanna tune in. Okay, so let me tell you about Kennison. Then you're gonna wanna tune in, Jeremiah. I promise. Okay. Oh yeah, I ended it with that's it for tonight. Well, that's because I just had to go. Uh so I was a Sophomore in college, maybe a junior. Uh, I was in San Antonio, Texas. They were having a comedy competition at a place called Huey's on St. Mary's Street. I had done comedy at the time probably th three times, maybe two. Um, and so I think the winner got like $100, I'm sure. Uh, but drinks. And the winner was crowd response. So I packed it with my friends and I did probably three minutes of crowd work. That was dumb and people laughed, but my friends, when they put the hands over the head to who won, obviously my friends are cheering for me winner, right? On the way to San Antonio, Kennison was on the way to San Antonio for a show. And I, he, the guy, a guy named Carl LeBeau used to open for him. If you don't know who Carl is, Carl is, low-key one of the most underrated comics in the history of comedy he used to tour with sam he was one of the outlaws of comedy straight up genius so so fucking funny and um his dad and i i 
don't Google it and fucking call me out because I'm, I th- this is a long time ago. I think his dad either passed or had, they had just found out that he had contracted, um, HIV, something, something like that. And, um, so I can see you, Julia. So he went to see his dad and, um, they called ahead and they were like, the promoter called Huey's and said, Hey, who won that comedy competition? Cause we need him to open up for Sam. And they were like this, this dude, Josh Wolf. And they were like, fine, call him and tell him we need him to open up for Sam. So I get this phone call. Hey, you want to order for Sam Kennison? And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, you know, they explained the situation. I was like, yeah, of course. Now, right away, you know what I'm thinking? This comedy shit is easy. I mean, fourth time on stage, Kennison. Hey, maybe I should just quit college right now because I'm fucking great. So let me explain to you as confused as I was as far as my fashion goes when I hopped on stage that very first time. Laura, what are you smoking? What are you smoking? What is it? Oh, my bong. No, what, what kind of weed is it? Oh, it's a sativa dominant hybrid. It's Blue Dream. Oh, I like a Blue Dream. It's not too racy. I like that a lot. Okay, we'll check back yeah. in. I, when I, guys, by the way, when I see people smoking uh, down below, I'm always just curious what it is you're smoking. So I'll always check over just to see. Right? So what are you smoking? Hi. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> um, this is cookies. Oh, that's right. You like those cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Um, and what is that, man? What is that? Oh, you this, got a big rig. I got the Dr. Dabber switch, man. I've showed you this before. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember when we went on Doug Benson and hit that shit with Taylor? Dude, that yeah, shit. You got, dude, you, 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 you got high as fuck with this thing before, man. I seen, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. That fucked me uh, up. This strain is, has a crazy name. It's called Vanilla Lemon Cake 99 Ivory Wax. That's officially too long for me. Um, so that's, if it can't fit it on a business card, that should not be the name of a weed. So I, uh, and look at Jen, Jen's lighting up too. Well, you got Jen. I sent you one. You should be getting it soon. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Hey, just so you know, I'm kind of a blonde. I said to my husband, what is this? And he said, it's on the package. And I looked and I said, oh, it's Oz. He goes, babe, that's an ounce. Oh no, Jen. <laughs> Yo, I love that, Frank. Love it. Fucking love it. Love it, love it. All right, so let me get... That's okay. Um, Darren, there is a link that I sent out, but the it's, it's, a, it's filled right now. I'm on board for that, dude. Good one. Uh, okay, so here we go. Um, so... This one is what I wore to open for Kennison. Ready? This is so embarrassing. Okay. So, what do you got, Jeremy? Just doing a dab, worry, bud. Uh, some uh, some extractions. I don't know the exact. Uh... That looks tasty, dude. That looks thick. Oh, it, it's a sliver. It's a good sliver. I love it, brother. I love it. Um, okay. Here's what I was wearing. 
I, again, I had it again, guys, you have to remember, I I grew up with no money. So it's not like I had a wardrobe, a packed wardrobe. It's not, I had basically four things to wear. Okay. It's funny that everybody down below is smoking. What are you smoking? I'm smoking some crescendo wax and some sugar. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So um, here's what I was wearing. Dress up like black wingtip shoes, white socks. I know, Laura. I know. Um, At the time, the this is the 90s so you know what the jeans look like <laughs> i don't have to tell you <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't got to tell you what jeans i was wearing okay but they were like close to white that kind of blue you know i had one of those thin black belts with the silver tips you know you know what i mean and I had like a blue button-down shirt that somebody probably would have worn a Blockbuster. I had that tucked into my jeans. But it gets worse, everybody. I was on top of that blue button-down shirt. I had a black motorcycle jacket because I thought that went with the look. Oh, I forgot to mention my ponytail with bangs. So there we are. If you know anything about Sam Kinison's crowd, they were rock and rollers. So they did not want to see this dude. I thought maybe the black motorcycle jacket would add the tough part. Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I hadn't looked past the ponytail and bang area of the program. So, yeah, dude, ponytail. Um, so here we go. Come on, man. Josh Wolf merch. If you want to get some uh, high live merchandise, we'd love to see it. So do I have a picture of that? I bet you my ex-girlfriend does. Um, I think she does. She was really good at keeping. I didn't want any, any record of me being at the show. Okay. So I get there and... The guy says to me, how much time you got? And I was like, how much time you need me to do? Now, I thought I was just, you know, emceeing and doing, you know, three, five minutes. And he was like, why don't you just start with 20 on the first show? What? 20. In a row? Exactly. In a row? Like. Guys, I didn't have uh, when when it's been your when it's your fourth or fifth time ever on stage. You don't have twenty or twenty five minutes. I max read four, and two of those was crowd work, and one of those were jokes about my parents that weren't going to work because they weren't there. Do you know what I mean? So I probably had thirty seven seconds of material. Let me tell you how bad it got, because I forgot to tell you there were two shows that night. Early show, late show. First show, so bad. I'm walking out to the mic. And the booze already, there was a low boo. Just boo, like the boo, just slow rumble of booze. 
and I don't know how to handle this. Let me just tell you by, by probably four minutes into my act, they were so done with heckling me. They were just talking to each other. They had stopped paying attention to me. I guys, I did my act three times in the 20 minutes because new people walked in and I'd be like, Oh, you didn't hear my jokes. Let me tell you your jokes. And I would just tell the, the, the act again. It, it, I mean, I, it, they were talking so loud and not paying attention to me. I just started talking to my girlfriend. Like, can we leave? Can we go now? And nobody was, <laughs> nobody was paying attention to me. So first show ends and I'm just shell shocked. Sh fucking shell shocked. So uh, his brother's name was Bill. He was his manager. And Bill goes, hey. And uh, this is how I knew he didn't watch the first show. He goes, great job out there, first show. I'm like, oh, yeah, did you watch? He was like, yeah, as much as I could. I'm like, mm-hmm. And he said, listen, because Sam was a little fucked up. And he goes, hey, listen, I might need you to stretch a little bit that second show. And I was like, oh, you definitely didn't watch the first show, bro. Like, he, because he said, he was like, look over to me, and if I need you to do more time, I'm going to do this. And I thought to myself, if he starts to do this, I'm just going to shoot myself on the stage. Like, that's the only thing that's going to really make this show better. You know, if I could somehow figure out how to hang myself in front of these people, that's really, uh, this is exactly what it was, dude. This is exactly what it was. So the second show, if it was worse than the first, because they came in drunker. It was 25 minutes of just death, just, but I will tell you something after the show, I was driving back with my ex at the time and it was brutal. It was, it was the most brutal shows Two my two worst shows ever were on the same night back to back. And, um, she was like, uh, I guess you got that out of your system, right? Like doing stand up, And I said, Hey. I'm not going out like that. Like I may not, this may not be my career, but the last time I get on stage, isn't going to be that. What's up, buddy? Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. What you doing? Good looking. Yeah. What you doing? Hi. Um, <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, if I had some liquid death back then, it would have been better. Anyways. That is the Sam Kinison story. Um, any other, uh, any other questions? This, uh, you know what I, we did do a little start of the time of, uh, uh, we'll get back to the beginning of stand up and all that stuff on the next one. Um, I just want to see if any of you guys have any more questions and then I'm going to take this dude for a walk. Yeah. Laura, what's up? Do you have, do you have a preference of the size of an audience that you want to have? Like, is there too big or do you mm, prefer to keep it smaller, more personal? That's What's a great question. That actually is a really legit question. Um, and remind me Bradley of this one too. Cause I don't, I want to answer the questions also in the chat. Um, ask me the question again. I already forgot since I went to Bradley. <laughs> Do you prefer 
is there such thing for you as too big of an audience or do you prefer to keep it smaller and more intimate for you? Got it, got it. Hey man, you know that happens. <laughs> All right, so um I prefer now I've played in front of what I think is the biggest stand-up audience of all time for a dedicated stand-up show. I think Larry the Cable Guy set that. He sold 53,000 tickets. Um, he could have sold more. And I was opening for him at the time. And I, I, it was exhilarating, but horrible for comedy. I'm so glad I did it but I don't know that I would want to make a living doing that for a few reasons. One, you know, I'm kind of, I consider myself to be more of an intimate performer. Really? I, I, it's hard for me to make a connection with anybody really. Um, and have it feel like a conversation when there's that many people there. I'll get to you Ray Ray in just a sec. Okay. I also would tell you that with that big, I would tell a joke. I would hear laughter from the people in front of me. And then during the setup of my next joke, laughter would come in in a different sound wave from so far away. So it took me a couple jokes to go, oh, are they laughing on the setup? Oh, no, no, no. That's just, it's just getting to me now. So that was, uh, if you're asking for my pay, for my bank account, theaters. But every special I shoot from here on out to the end of my time, I, I, unless I'm talked out of it by reps, I think I'm going to do it at a comedy club. I think I personally am a better comedy club comic than I am anything else. Mostly because I really do like to connect with people who are in the crowd. Um, and I find myself on bigger stages getting bigger. Um, bigger movements, getting louder, feeling like I have to project. And I, I don't hate that. Like I, I, it's fucking humbling and crazy and super cool to stand on stage in front of 5,000 people and be like, these people are laughing at me. So that ego thing is bananas and the paycheck is bananas. And if you were like, would you like to do a theater tour next year or a comedy club tour? I would say I'll take theaters just because it's so much more money. But if you're asking me what I like the most, it's a comedy club. It's just because, uh, yeah, if you've seen me, then you know why. If you've seen the my style of stand-up, you know why. It's just that. That's what it is. Um, Bradley, it was at the University of Nebraska. Let me tell you something. And I'll tell this at a different time. The beginning of his show, the beginning of that show. I mean, do we have time to do this now? The beginning of that show was so fucking crazy. Okay. First of all, that show. So Dan, Larry the Cable Guy. Dan is one of the most generous dudes. Nicest. Put your politics aside for whatever he thinks and you think. I just want to tell you that he is a generous, kind, go out of his way, do anything for you, dude. He just is. You know what, Bradley? I'm going to forget your question if I don't do it right now. Um, 
I oh from your days in the road, what comic was your favorite to hit the road with? That is a really interesting question because I've only dedicated like I did a I traveled with Chelsea and I traveled with Cable Guy. Other than that, when I was featuring, it was just kind of luck of the draw. Um, so I really only dedicated traveled with two people, and it's hard to say out of those two both you traveled really well i would say that as far as vibe and party wise at the time chelsea and i were more in step than than dan and i you know dan we would play wiffle ball and drive the buses and you know have fun and fuck about and do like real weird shit but chelsea and i were party buddies so probably at the time it was her so, okay. I don't know if I have time. Maybe, maybe, um, uh, I'm going to be in, uh, what's the other place called Huntsville. Okay. Ooh, what piece of advice you keep hearing, but keep ignoring you could impose on yourself. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't ignore it anymore. Um, but it's be yourself. I, I think that stretches across every job, every, everything you do, you're going to do it better if you're yourself. And you may lose some friends who liked the person you were pretending to be. You don't want them as your friends anyways, because they're friends with somebody you don't know. Some the fake you, you want somebody who's friends with the real you. Everything lines up better. Everything lines up better. And when you are authentic, it you people people like to be around people listen there are some people that i don't agree with there are some people that in my business i just i'm like oh those jokes are terrible but they're so authentic that i'm a fan of that person when you have the balls to be yourself and put it out there fuck yeah logan it's super hard it's hard because when somebody, when you're authentic and somebody doesn't accept you, they are quite literally saying no to you. That's the hard one. That's the hardest one. That's why it's so hard when you're an artist to get to the point where you're just like, fuck it. Guys, people ask me all the time about Miley Cyrus and what my, why I fell for her. And it's simple. She zero fucks to give about what you think about her. She's so authentically herself. It's fucking, when I watch interviews with her, I'm like, how does that happen? Wow. Like I'm, and, and I can't wait for her to talk. Cause I'm like, everything she says is like coming from her fucking gut. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that what I would say, I would say it's, it's, the person you're, how about this? I'm going to fucking blow your mind. N people are never going to like the person you're pretending to be as much as they like you. They're never going to like the person you're pretending to be as much as they like you. Yo, I've, I've, I've really found this out over the last few years. Um, this is so, yeah, Chase, this is right. Life gets easier and we don't have to fake it. It just does. Um, 
I don't, I don't know what that means. Are you expecting a package from me, Dave? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, listen, guys. Monday night's gonna be a ton of fun. I do want to just get a couple of. Uh, oh, I never told the beginning of the cable guy story, but I will on the next one. Okay. I'm writing it down. Um, guys, it is a story that like one of my favorites one of my favorites monday night i'm if you're a jelly roll fan what we're going to be giving away on monday is a one you're welcome butch thanks for tuning in is a one of a kind it will be signed by him uh don't take those mac what it's too late I take them every Monday, Jennifer. It's just this Monday. They just seem to smack me in the face. Look at these guys. Let me, what's going on, guys? What's up, brother? Now, you guys were at the show on Sunday. Yes, fucking yeah. yeah. And, and, and how'd you like it? It was amazing, dude. <clears throat> yeah, the, the comedians were amazing. Steve Byrne is fucking hilarious. How funny is he? Uh, fucking hilarious. Dude, I love that whole bit with the audience. <laughs> He left his he left his uh, skit pad uh, on the on the bench and just went to town. Improv just killed it. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lynn. Um, <clears throat> that song. Little Big Town. Jelly so Roll. Good, right? It was an amazing improv was setup, amazing. man. Um, on the pole, uh, on the road again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And such um, fun energy it, in there, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you brought it, man. You were the host that night, and you brought it. Actually, you know, and again, man, many thanks, dude. We had a fucking amazing time, dude. Uh, at the very beginning, you were, you know, introducing, you know, the, uh, to the audience, hey, this is what's happening, and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to introduce uh, somebody who's never been on stage before. And you point at me, uh, you know, a little nervous part. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, you thought I was going to bring you up on stage? Yeah, man. I was like, no, dude, I'm way too high. <laughs> so, Listen. Uh, I was pretty high up there too, but, but, um, I appreciate you coming and I, obviously my pleasure to leave you guys some tickets. You guys have always, always so good supporting me and always, always. happy to support you guys as well. You know? Yeah, man. The after party was even more spectacular. Listen, man, you got to come to a little bit of the behind the, you got invited behind the velvet ropes, didn't you? You got it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, did you make it up on the tour bus or did you wait outside? Uh, no, no, no. We just ended up bailing. Uh, you know, we knew that I mean, we were asking, you know, what's up? What are y'all getting into? And we just figured it was closing the night out. We yeah. bounced and we had a hell of a good time. So well, that time. party was good, man. And you got to hang out with everybody who was on the show and the other people were there. And I was so psyched to see you guys there. It was like, uh, for me, when two worlds collide. So yeah, super man. it was amazing, guys. dude. Philip was a fucking sweet guy. Jelly's a fucking amazing dude. Yeah, everybody was so, so genuine, man. You got a hey, good man. Setup, brother. Thanks, dude. And thanks. Great to see you guys. Likewise. Have a good time, man. Thanks, Thank dude. You. Yeah, man. Like those big dudes, Sean. Listen, we're talking about Philip and Jelly and all these people. Um, you know, when I try when I tell you I don't like to hang out with assholes, that isn't just with that's people I work with too. Like Philip is just a dude. Jelly is just they're just good. Steve Byrne, these are just good fucking people who just do a different job than you. But they're super dope, down to earth. 
ready to look how many joints did we pass around together right so good stuff man good stuff good stuff i was happy to see you there um you got it laura thank you so much yeah we'll see you in tampa um and so guys listen uh let me just say goodbye to everybody down below just remember guys um um you definitely should uh, april 14th april 16th and 17th those two more shows over at not at zany's the comedy music shows that i think i'm gonna call yeah absolutely i think i'm gonna call uh, bonanza extravaganza uh and um because I, I think I, I can see the poster. It's kind of like Barnum and Bailey's ish, you know, Barney, not, like the the Ringling Brothers, and like me in the middle, kind of like where the ringmaster would be, and the other people around the sides. It might be fun. Um, but let me just say goodbye to everybody. Katrina, always good to see you. Of course, I'll it's see you on Thursday. I'll see you on Thursday for the Zoom. Tomorrow, yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Later. And by the way, guys, I forgot to mention patreon.com slash Josh Wolf comedy. If you want to get in on, there's a bunch of tell me something good solo pods. Um, and most of my stuff are going to be moving over there, guys. If you want to do private zooms with me, if you want me to send you a personal video, all that stuff is available. But also there's a lot of solo tell me something goods. I'm doing a 90 day challenge over there. I would say the Patreon is super personal is what I would say. Am I growing out the mustache? No, I am not. Uh, thank you. Uh, Bra uh, Tampa, I think is May, but I would check my website. Um, I would check my website as I would check my, um, all right, buddy. All right. Good to see you. All right, Ray, Ray. Wow. He's on one today. He's on one today. Good to see you. Good to um, see you. and we'll set up that zoom too. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Go I'll let your you. dog out, man. I'm going to right now. Reed, see you later, brother. Hey, buddy. Always a pleasure to watch you. Hear you. You're the best, dude. Good to see dude, you. Good to see you. Thanks, man. All right, man. Real quick. Jen. Jen. Hey, Josh. Where's the, where's, the drum, where's the drummer? He's right here. Hey, Josh. Right, man. What's going we'll see on? you guys in a little bit. Yep. Yeah, Take definitely. Care. Definitely. Yeah, we're well. Bye. All right, Laura. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Bye bye. Have a All good right. day. Shannon and Jeremy. Bye, Josh. See you guys. We'll see you next time. See yeah. you, brother. All right. Um. Yeah, we're gonna get him go pee. Uh, Ty. Good to see you, brother. See you, man. We'll see you next time. Every time, baby. All right, man. Uh, Patrick, brother. We'll see you next hey, time. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, man. Keep us updated on your set, okay? I will do. All right. Sean, and we'll see you guys. Later, brother. Great to see you, man. Have a good one. You too. And Katrina, see you later. Guys, as usual, so much fun. Tell some people, if you're having a good time listening or watching the podcast, tell some people I'm having a really good time with you. This is Tell Me Something Good. Um, if you have guests that you think you might like to see, I'm trying to stay away from the people that you see on everybody's podcasts. I just feel like most of us have been interviewed so many times. I'm just trying to get, I'm, gonna, I'm just trying to get some uh, different faces in here. Uh, but if you can think of some people that you'd want to see, uh, you know, reach out and let me know. Tell me something good, podpod at gmail.com. 
And uh, Patreon is patreon.com slash Josh Wolf Comedy. Would love to see you guys over there. Make sure you tune in Monday. Monday is going to be a shit show. I can't wait. Love you, everybody. We'll see you next time on Tell Me Something Good.